What is up, everybody? Three walls in the VLP. It is February 3rd. It's the big game week. It's also, we're officially one years old. We did it. We did it the year. We survived. We survived. People told us not to start a sports podcast right before a pandemic. We didn't listen. We did it. We made it. We're still here. We're talking about Super Bowl 55. I don't care about the licensing rights to the NFL. We're going to deal with that later on if we have to. <laughs> Hopefully not. Matt, what's going on, man? Dude, it's almost time. It's almost time. I have so much to talk about, so many ideas, so much football. I can't wait. And it's only Wednesday. I thought today was Thursday until about 3 o'clock, and then I realized it was Wednesday. I've been doing that so often lately. It's it's quite frightening. And Yeah, well – Last Thursday, I woke up before my alarm went off to go to the gym at like 4.30 in the morning. And I was like, oh, it's Saturday. I don't have to get up anytime soon. So I went back to sleep and then my alarm went off. And I was like, oh, it's actually Thursday. So I thought it was Saturday on a Thursday last week. So Thursday and Friday just absolutely sucked for me. But I know I know, what you, I know how you're feeling. It's, it's not great. It's, it's a nice thing. I like having... I like when I think it's later in the week and I know I have a lot to do that we can rewind like mentally. It's like, hey, I have like two more days to get all that stuff done. But I don't like it because I'm still one more day away from the Super Bowl. So it's yeah, it's a give and take here. It's it's good and bad. Yeah. Um, so as you know, we started each podcast with a question. This is gonna be very on brand, very simple. Matt, what was the first Super Bowl you remember watching? Through two eyes, that you can be like, I recall that. Like, it brings back memories. The one that I was super excited to stay up and watch was when the Pats, when the Patriots won their very first first Super Bowl and they beat the Rams. I was a big Marshall Falk fan. I had a Marshall Falk jersey. He was just the dude. He was on that cover of Madden. He was the guy. And I begged my parents. I'm like, let me stay up. Let me stay up. I think I'm in fourth grade at the time. You know, the whole night, and not that I wouldn't stay up and watch the games. I would usually fall asleep, and they let me stay up, watch the whole game, but the Rams didn't win. And I was so upset, and sure enough, it's the beginning of the Pats and Tom Brady just winning all these Super Bowls, but that's the one that I remember probably the clearest. I remember the the Rams-Titans, and the Titans should have crossed the goal line, but um, – Oh, what was his name? Dyson. Kevin Dyson. Kevin Dyson. Got, attack, got tackled on the two and they didn't have enough time. And that that was the end of uh, Jeff Fisher's chances of being a decent coach. And RIP Steve McNair. Yeah. Yeah, mine, but, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why this one sticks out. But the first one I remember watching was – the Baltimore Ravens against the New York Giants with Kerry Collins, the quarterback for the Giants. And they were okay. so outmanned from the jump. Yes. Like that was that arguably one of the worst rules to watch. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad. But that's the first one I remember. And then from there it was, you know, the Rams, Titans, and then Patriots. And now they all started like clicking. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know why. What's your favorite Super Bowl of the last since 2000? What was your favorite? 
I mean, you're asking outside of the Eagles, outside of the Eagles. Oh, okay. Um, like I, I get, I understand that, but that's a layup. Yeah. You can't have that one. Yeah, I was gonna say you just kind of set that one up, and I was gonna jam. Um, favorite probably is either Patriots Falcons, just because of how like improbable that comeback was, and just everybody was counting out the Patriots, and then selfishly. Patriots Rams in Super Bowl 53 because I bet Julian Edelman to win Super Bowl MVP pregame. That bet paid off plus 5,000 odds, $500 out of my pocket. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are probably the two that I like think back to when we're like my favorite, I would say. What about you? Who I want to go a couple ways with this. That Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl was one of my more favorite ones but it was also very depressing because all i wanted was larry fitzgerald to win the super bowl i wanted larry fitzgerald to win a heisman trophy more than anyone in the world when he was up for it in 99 and i wanted him to win a super bowl i think more than anyone i know that year and he played so well he uh almost chased down what's his name on that interception debo harrison yeah, and God, but Two touchdowns. that was a great Super Bowl, too. Yeah. That guy, he's one of the best all-time to do it in that position, and I just wanted him – I wanted him to win. I wanted him to win both of those, but that Super Bowl, I wanted them to win so badly. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great game. That was a great game. But – all right, let's get into it. This is a little bit of a different setup for an episode. We have talks with some of our former guests on thoughts of the game. They're going to be spliced in and out here. Uh, but we also have me and Matt here to talk about the game a little bit. So, Matt, it's Chiefs Bucks. It's in Tampa. It's Brady Mahomes. It's reed arians it's this high-powered offense against this defense that's stout it's the chiefs defense which is underappreciated but still solid it's the bucks offense that is finding their groove what are you making of this what are you excited to see what's the thing that is sticking in your mind that like i can't wait to see this play out Hmm. well i really hope just from a 3,000 or 30,000 foot view, however high up you want to stand. Let's say 30,000. 3,000 is not that the, high. Shut up. I hope the weather <laughs> doesn't play a big a big part in this game. It's supposed to rain. And I, it's a Super Bowl. I don't want the weather. I know they do the outdoor Super Bowls, but that's just cold. I'd really like it not to rain, but that's just me being picky. So I hope that's just Florida being Florida. And Probably. But outside of that, this has uh, this is a little bit of a tease because of something I know coming a little bit later. This Super Bowl feels like a Patriots Giant Super Bowl from a few years ago, where one offense is just unstoppable, and then there's this scrappy little defense led by a veteran quarterback who just got it done. And the more I analyze this game, I don't know why, but it just feels like. Tom Brady is channeling his inner Eli Manning and they're 
they're going to play this game tough. And they're going to play this I know. on the highest I know. level. I know. <laughs> and then, oh, and then there's me a... over here who absolutely adores Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes, and I wish the Browns drafted him when they had a chance, but you know, all things kind of are what they are. And, that want him to win because I'm tired of hearing about Tom Brady. I really am. Like, I understand that his greatness is what it is, but I just, I kind of want this little guy out of nowhere, Texas tech gunslinger of a quarterback. Who's just the face of the league right now. And I want him to win another one. I have so much, I have so much I want to talk about. It's great. Yeah. For me, it's – and I don't think this is getting enough attention or like talk about in the media because the media has their storylines they're going to roll with. And we're not the media, so we're not going to roll with those storylines. So we're not going to only talk about Brady and Mahomes here. We're going to talk about everything else. For me – We're mostly going to talk about Brady and Mahomes, but yes. <laughs> it's all going to circle back to them in a way. But for me, it's the coaching matchup of – Reed versus Arians because Arians is notoriously a I'm gonna throw my chips on the table I'm no risk it no biscuit I'm gonna play balls out yeah and it's just gonna be a thing and Andy Reed is if not the greatest one of the greatest offensive minds in football history that not just from a pregame stand standpoint but from like a in-game adjustment standpoint where he'll scheme something up after the first – he'll have his 15, first 15 scripted. And then from there, he'll see what you did on those first 15 and look at that giant play sheet and make adjustments on the fly and scheme things up off of what they have in their playbook and just adjust it in-game so that you think you know it's coming and then it's something completely different. So I think that coaching matchup – and it's not really Reed versus Arians. It's Reed versus Bowles and Arians versus Spagnolo which is the offensive, the head coaches and the defensive coordinators kind of battling it out. Yeah. That's what I'm most intrigued to see. What coach can make the in-game adjustments best to kind of put their team in just maybe one step ahead of the defense or one step ahead of the offense? Because that's, I think that's going to be the difference maker. What offense makes a mistake first or what defense capitalizes on a, an average play to turn the momentum. Yeah. Um, but before yeah. we get into our next points here, we have a guest that we had on to give their thoughts and we will kick it to that right now. All right. So Matt, Mike. before we kick it to our guest, what were you going to say? We last talked about the coaching matchup of which coaches are going to oh, make right. the adjustments. Right. And we, here's the thing about KC because. All right. We're here. It's the big game talk. We can't say what it's actually called for uh, licensing rights, but it's Matt. Are we not Mike, allowed to got, say that? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to get sued. So we're going to, we're going right. to just. Yeah. I'm not trying to get sued. We're we're still a startup podcast, so you know. But we got we got our guy Taj Boyd here to talk about the big game Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, I just said it. Fuck it, whatever. Uh, 
We got Chiefs Bucks. We got Mahomes Brady. Taj, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up, bro? You know, just uh, just posted up, dog. What's up with you, man? We're good, man. We're uh, we're sad football is ending, but we're excited for Sunday. But we do have SCS football coming here mid February, so we're gonna have it. We're gonna have it through spring. If anybody cares about SCS, I do a little bit. It's like a party out there, but we still got some football left in this, Mike. Yeah, I mean, you're talking to two FCS guys right here from from Dayton and, and Villanova, so you know we're all about FCS. But uh, exactly, exactly. But all right, Taj, let's get into it real quick. So everybody's building this game up as Brady versus Mahomes. You know, it's the goat versus the baby goat. But here's my thing: like those two guys, they're not going to be on the field at the same time as each other. Unless something's going gone terribly wrong, they're not going to actually be going up against each other. So, is the match is the quarterback matchup what you're really looking for in this game, or is it something else that you're super excited about for this? You know, who would have thought we would have been here, huh? These two teams. I mean, I kind of did. I ain't gonna lie to you, but I mean, it's just. It, it was chaotic to say early on, right? Like, who can just say, hey, I'm going to pick a team. You guys want to go to the Super Bowl. Feel me? That's some wild shit. Nobody's ever done that. But LeBron hasn't even done that with the teams that he's played on. They at least needed a year to kind of gain some continuity, some familiarity. But Tom's like, you know what? With no offseason, let's go to the Super Bowl, fellas. <laughs> and so it's exciting, man. It's exciting for obviously uh, many reasons. I mean, Chiefs uh, are the Golden State Warriors of the NFL and you know, it seems almost impossible to stop them just because they cover the whole damn earth from sideline to sideline when they spread the ball around. But um, if there's any defense that I think can be prepared for it, I think it's the Bucks. I mean, they got so many guys out there. But to me, um, a lot of it falls on these quarterback shoulders, but I think it's all the other surrounding pieces. Um, and it's the way that they continue to lead these guys throughout the course of this game. So excited for the matchup. Um, excited to see, you know, Sammy coming back. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, Ronald Jones uh, somewhat healthy within this space. Uh, I'm excited to see Bashar Breeland versus Mike Evans. I mean, you got some high flyers out there. You know, Honey Badger knows how to do it. You know, knows how to get it done. And he leads his guys in, in a unique way. And, you know, he brings energy every single game. And, you know, I'm excited to see Tom Brady and his response to that. I would say reaction, but I think that he has to be a little bit more analytical, a little bit more methodical in this space. And uh, if there's anybody that can do that, well, it's damn Tom Brady, you know. So I'm excited, man. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Honey Badger. I just got this is just a general question: Has there ever been a more underappreciated player on defense than Tyron Matthew? Like the dude just does so much for yeah. on for in every facet of defense. And I feel like he doesn't get nearly the recognition or the talk that he deserves. No, I would agree with you on that. I mean, you know, when you look at what he does, I mean, it's so much more than just, uh, you know, from that, that set safety position. I mean, the guy plays in the box. He comes down, he contains, he forces, uh, he turns plays backwards. I mean, the guy is just an absolute savage. He's all over the space, man. And uh, his energy is unmatched out there. But what he brings to the table it's so much more than physical. And I can say the same thing for Tom. What he brings is more mental, right? He helps guys go take themselves to another level simply because they know that he's leaving everything out of the field and they have to do the same uh, in order to be respected within that locker room. And so, uh, not he'll get called out, man, and he'll call him out and hold him accountable. Um, but he's just, a, he's just a different beast, man. I mean, that guy changes 
programs. And uh, I think we've seen that. We saw it at LSU. Uh, now we're seeing it here. And, and I'm excited, you know, for his prospects going forward, too. I mean, I think the guy's obviously a Hall of Famer. And uh, we'll see if he plays like one on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Taj, hey man, thanks for thanks for giving us a little bit of time. I got a question for you in regards to the Bucks defense. Flip it around. I know you played quarterback, and just from your perspective, if you're Tampa Bay, what's your plan of attack? Do we just sell out and stop the run and hope we can get off the field on third down, or do we do our best to take away the pass and make the Chiefs try to beat you with the run? What do you think? Kelsey's ability to be so diverse out there in the football field. You know, if you're going to commit to, you know, staying the pass game the entire time, um, you know, you gotta you're going to put your, your your linebackers in a tough situation with Kelsey over there. You know, but I mean, you know, what's his name? Cole Hart, not Cole Hartman. He's a damn guy too. Um, what's the running back? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yep. Yeah. Um, did not expect him to, to come on the scene the way he, that he did. You know, and you know, Le'Veon, uh, to a degree, has almost been um, unrecognizable, unnoticed out there within that space, man. And so, you know, I, I think you just play the game, unless your guys want one-on-one matchups, um, see if they can go shot for shot, click for click, and, and let them play. Because, I mean, Mahomes finds ways uh, to find the soft spots in that defense. And obviously, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid's legends within that, too, man. And, uh, you know, I think to beat these guys, you got to play them straight up, man, to say, hey, when your matchups, man, these guys, um, it's hard for anybody to out-athlete them. And so, you know, being strategic in that too, man, I think is very important. You know, but I'm looking at, if I'm looking at the Chiefs offense, because honestly, I thought the Bills were going to win that damn game for whatever reason pregame. I'm glad I didn't put any money on it. <laughs> I mean, you start to realize, bro, like, like you, you legitimately have to almost be perfect. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how the hell the Raiders beat them, you know, early in the season. Um, right. The Raiders have athletes, right? And I think that's the difference between um, this Bucks defense and, and everybody else that they've played against thus far. When the Bucks have athletes, when you look at a guy like Winfield out there, man, he brings a charisma out there, too, that, you know, everybody plays up to that. Devin White's the ball hawk, the kids everywhere. Um, he's so damn stout in his stature, man, but he can move so well. Um, he's just, he's always around the ball, bro. Fumbles, interceptions, cause fumbles. I mean, the guy's just a damn monster. So, um, these guys are, you know, nobody's going to give them a chance on defense. And, you know, they're going to look at this like a, a pace for pace as far as, you know, touchdowns go within this space, man. But, you know, I'm, I'm damn excited about this matchup. I ain't saying shit just not really, to be honest, but you get the point. <laughs> yeah, we got you. So, I got to. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Taj, does this game at all feel like a Pats-Giants game to you? In just a way, I know it's not Patriots-Giants when they were trying to go undefeated, but doesn't it kind of feel like that where Tampa's coming in defense-heavy, you know, stout quarterback, but maybe not the best quarterback in the league at this point, and, you know, if they're going to win, they're going to win defensively, and then there's just the immovable object that is the Chiefs. I, I was thinking about it this week. I'm like, this. it feels like that game. 
And I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts or any other Super Bowl that this one kind of reminds you of. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say that that Tom is where Peyton was in his career uh, by any means. Um, You know, the way that the Broncos led, you know, defensively led Peyton Manning to that victory. But, but, and that's the tough part. You know, I saw somebody say that quarterback, they try to base it off statistics and say, hey, you know, quarterback uh, wins aren't a part of the stats or some shit like that. Um, Matter of fact, they said that, uh, Winning games is not QB stat. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. winning, winning games is a quarterback stat. It's always been a quarterback stat. Yeah. You get Jeff, I don't give a damn how many yards you're throwing for, how many touchdowns you're throwing. Fucking lose every game, it doesn't matter, bro. Yeah. And so. You just ask Matthew Stafford. You know, Pat Mahomes sets records every year. Tom Brady cruises by. But he's, both of them find ways to lead their teams. Two magnificent places. And so, yeah, winning is a quarterback stat. And so, you know, within that, man, um, it does feel like that, that Pat's uh, Giants game. I mean, because, you know, Eli, you know, you talking about that matchup, right? When Eli had to throw it up to David Terrell with David Terrell. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, yeah. I don't know if it comes down to that. I damn sure hope it does. That was exciting, you know. But um, this game could be a blowout if you want to keep that shit 100, you know. I know. Yeah. He's, he's run him up 42-14 damn ball game you know third quarter um, but the tough part that you always remember is like you can never count out time and so you know within that man you got Bruce Arians back there you got Byron Leffords all these guys have been in big games before and so you're looking at two teams that are veteran savvy and veteran heavy um, and they know what it's like so it's not new to them you know, for Buffalo to be in that position, they couldn't have won that game. They, they've never been there before. They don't even know how to. They've taken strides, obviously, which is huge for the for the Bills Mafia. But they can't win because they don't know how to win. Yeah, Chuck knows how to win. Right, Pat knows how to win. Andy Reid knows how to win. Bruce Arians knows how to win, man. So you're looking at, at at two teams that obviously, man, deserve to be there, no matter how which way you cut it. You know. Um, but I think it's gonna be explosive as hell, to be honest. I, I mean, if you're gonna pay two hundred thousand dollars for tickets, eight rows up to look at the back of somebody's helmet, bro, it better be a damn big <laughs> game. Right. That's true. Yeah, I was I was saying to some one of my buddies, I was like, I, you know, I, I was at the point where like I never want to bet against Tom, but now I'm getting to that point where I, I don't want to bet against Mahomes either. So it's like this game is kind of like a like a nightmare for betters. It's like. If you bet against Tom and they and the Bucks win, then you're like, well, why would you bet against Brady? But if you bet against Mahomes and the Chiefs win, it's like, well, what, what are you doing betting against Mahomes? So it's like, it's strength versus strength. It's going to be a great matchup. But my question for you is, who do you think? So what's the the one guy outside of you know the the quarterbacks and you know Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans that you think is going to make the biggest difference? Like, do you? that you'll hear his name either in a positive way or in a negative way for either busting coverages or dropping balls or something like that? Um, probably JPP, man. Yeah. You know, when you look at him and you look at Sue, I mean, these guys are old heads, bro, that just know the game. And so when you look at them defensively, I mean, I think they find a way to get pressure on Pat. Pat is, is silky smooth. He's actually deceptively quick, but he's not fast, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
And so within that, man, if they can find a way to get him uncomfortable and rattled early on in this game, you know, and give Tom a little bit of cushion, they'll hold off from there. I mean, that was the tough part. Like, when you look at Buffalo, it was like, all right, you know, no matter what happens, if the Buffalo gets up, they got to keep scoring because they can't run a damn football. Mm-hmm. All right, they can't chew any clock. And so when I look at this Bucks team and play off Lenny, <laughs> it was the Bucks trying a way to get some cushion, bro. Like, they'll hold off, man. Yeah. And do just straight by. And I think that that's where, like, my heart says Bucks, my gut says Kansas City, but, you know, I think it all comes down to that. Finding ways to, to, to get ahead early. Because this, Kansas City is not one of those teams that you want to play from behind with. No. You know? Hell, sometimes you want to play from the front. We saw that with the Texas game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, even Buffalo let. Two weeks ago, they fronted them, what, nine points? Yeah. That game yeah. wasn't close. Yeah, and it's like, it's almost like inevitable for Kansas City. You're just waiting. Like, all right. Oh, shit, they only scored three points in the first quarter. Oh, they only scored three in the second quarter. Oh, wait till we get to halftime to make adjustments. Oh, they only scored three in the third. You're up 21-9. Fuck, we're going to bust out for 35 points. And even the Super Bowl last year. Like, yeah, you're right. Even that Super Bowl last year, they played from behind and they came back against San Francisco, who's, I don't know, on paper, do you think San Francisco's defense from last year is better than the Bucks of this year? I, I think they're comp- I think they're very similar. Yeah, no, they're comparable for sure. Um, but, man, I don't know. The, the Bucks just, it just feels different. And the fact that they're playing in Raymond James Stadium, too, it's been so long. I mean, yeah. Last time the Bucks had been in this position was with John Gruden when they played against them Oakland way back when. So yeah, right. um, this is rare. Air. Hopefully they just say fuck it and just fill up the entire fan fan base in the stadium and say hey we're going for it, you know. <laughs> um, but man, again, just you have so many damn threats out there. I mean, Tyreek Hill. The fact that people turn out to call that man a receiver is mind blowing to me. I seen Justin Jefferson's list and AJ Brown's list, and none of them had Tyreek in the top five. And I'm like, I know there's some talented receivers in the league, but how do you not? Yeah, at this at, yeah, at this point, he's not a return specialist, as Jalen Ramsey said a couple years back. This year, he's he's a bona fide number one receiver. He doesn't look like a number he's one a receiver, dude, <laughs> but. He he's a number one receiver. If if you if you could pick one receiver to start a team around, I'd be hard pressed to find somebody that wouldn't take Tyreek in the top five of that pick of that draft. Yeah, I mean, he damn right, Dante Hall. Dante Hall was never able to do that shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, like you look at a guy like McCole Hartman, right? Bumps the punt. You know, Pat walks over there. Uh, Kelsey walks over there. Hey, man, like you know, we've been here before. Suck it up. You're gonna get another opportunity. Cole Hartman explodes, bro. Um, it's just, I mean, Kansas City is just fucking nasty, bro. But I mean, Chris Jones is a beast too, dog. Yeah, I feel like we're giving all the love to the Bucks defense and their front seven, but like we forget that KC's defense has some dogs on it too. I mean, Chris Jones is arguably one of the top five interior linemen in the league. If there wasn't a guy named Aaron Donald in Los Angeles, we might be talking about him a little bit more. But yeah, it, Frank, Frank Clark is outrageous, bro. Like, yep. Yeah. So. I hate to put you on the spot, but give me a, give me a pick real quick. Who do you think is holding the trophy on Sunday when it's all okay. said and done? I'm gonna go to Tampa Bay, bro. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Thirty-one. Oh, okay. I like. Yeah, it's a score too. Nice. I like that. I like that. And then, 
also because you know we're everybody's betting every single prop in the world on this one. Is it going to be heads or tails? Let us know. It's going to be tails, bro. Tails. Heard it here first. All right. So, what's the uh, what's the odds on that, bro? Tell me about prop bets. I don't know shit about betting, but I might do it this weekend, bro. Right now, it's it's heads and tails are both minus one hundred three, so it's even money. You're, you're it's a it's a pick them right there, but I'm I mean. If you put in a hundred on heads, you're gonna win ninety three back. So you're gonna pocket one hundred ninety three total off that one. I hate that I was able to do that so quickly. It proves how much of a degenerate I am. But that's that's what you're doing. I ain't hear you guys pop a damn beer either, man. I think that's what threw me off at the beginning of this damn conversation. I got you, I got you right here. Hold on, right there. Man, what do you got, man? What you drinking, bro? Come on, man. You know it's Bud Light. You, you know me too well by now. Come on. <laughs> Kick, bro. Oh hell no! Hey, well, Taj, I thought you were a bourbon guy. What? I thought you were a bourbon guy. Yeah, PBR, Keystone, and then we go straight forward, bro. Yeah, All right. we'll, we'll get behind on the Keystone sponsorship for you. There you go. There you go. I love it, man. Well, Taj, we appreciate it. We'll we'll get you get you out of here. But uh, thanks for giving us a little bit of time here. Uh, I'll yeah. talk to you in a little bit. Enjoy Sunday. It's the last hey, professional let's Sunday. Do, let's do a wrap up too, because I gotta fucking redeem myself, man. So let's go, man. Tell us one. We got time. There you go. Let's do it. All right, Taj. Appreciate it, man. Be safe. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, there's right. up the sleeve. I'm going to – Hold on. I'm going to stop the recording here, and then we'll splice this in in like the middle with all the rest of them. So hold on. Bear with me. Like last week, they literally fronted the Bills nine points. They're like, here, here you go. Here's nine points. We're going to come back and blow the doors off of you. They came back from 24 against Houston last year. And they came back last year in the Super Bowl. And in the AFC Championship game, right last year. I don't. I I think honestly, I think Tampa Bay might jump out. Just momentum. They're playing at home. They you're nobody counting as well. Like coming out with fire, and I think they might get out to a 10, 14 point lead. And Casey's just gonna be like, okay, and then they're gonna smoke them. I I really do. Like I'm I'm coming. I don't know if this game is close. I'm afraid. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a big fan of good Super Bowls, but <laughs> as much as I, I see, I'm going back and forth, and uh, all of our listeners are going to be mad. Matt doesn't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what the hell's going on. But in my head, I, you know, 30 seconds here, five, 30 minutes, I'm thinking that Tampa Bay might win this game, and then 30 minutes later, I'm like, Casey's blowing them out. This is this game is so fun. I'm so excited. Super Bowl Sunday, man. It's coming up. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm a kid in a candy store right now. I'm a kid on yeah, Christmas. It's like you hear the the narrative all year. Of, and this happens each year with like the prohibitive favorite of the NFL. It's like, can they flip the switch during crunch time? Can they turn it on when they have to? And honestly, the only team that I've seen be able to flip the switch with such success in the past 
maybe 10, 15 years of watching football is the Kansas City Chiefs. It's like, I don't care how much they get down in a game. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't like we matter. Talked, we talked last week. It's like, oh, yeah, the, the Bucks got out to a lead against the Packers, but we still thought Rodgers was going to possibly win that game. Whereas if that happened with the Chiefs, like once the Bills went up 9 nothing, I never for a second thought that the Bills were going to win that game. In fact, I logged into FanDuel to take a live bet on the Chiefs, and they were still minus 220 live on Moneyline when they were down 9 nothing. It's like they turn the, they flip the switch and they turn it on better than anybody I've ever seen. And granted, I don't think that's a way to survive long-term in the NFL, but until they don't do it, I'm not going to bet against it. I mean, it's working out pretty well for them right now. But the craziest thing is that right now, we just, you know, we're talking and we, we've been doing interviews and all this, you know, prepping for this game. Do you know the last guy in a Super Bowl to come back from being down 24 points? In a Super Bowl? He's playing against Mahomes. Yeah. This game's nuts, man. I don't know how he got here. Or this, this, to me, is the reward for putting up a 2020. As an NFL fan, this is my reward, and I'm so stinking happy this is amazing yeah um i want to i want to give credit where it's due here so on nfl network good morning football is their morning show like their version of first take or whatever and kyle brandt and nate burleson always say the football gods are cruel and they're mean and they require sacrifice before you can enjoy anything and god Damn, if they didn't get a sacrifice and a half this year for us to get this Super Bowl, this matchup, and just everything leading up to it, it just seems like for all the shit we went through to get to this point, it's like they were like, here you go. This is what you wanted. You went through everything. Here it is. Enjoy it. And I haven't seen a single person complain about this matchup. Like, yeah, you'll have the Tom Brady haters, but it's like, you're still going to tune in. You're still excited to see him in the Super Bowl. You're still excited to see him go up against the young buck of the group. So, I don't know how else to word it better. The football gods are cruel, but and they require sacrifice for excitement. And we're getting it on Sunday. And um, before we get into our next points here, we have more guests that we talked to about this game and we'll kick it to them right now. All right. We are very happy to have back on three walls of BLP to talk about some big game stuff. The man whose voice you will recognize immediately. The man with a voice made for radio and a face made for TV. It is the one, the only Greg Mumford. Greg, what is going on, man? <laughs> What's going on, Mike? Happy to have you back on. Uh, let's, uh, Let's get into it. Let's talk some big game stuff here. You know, we can't say that what it's actually called, but um, let's let's get into it. So everybody's talking uh, about the quarterback matchups between. Oh, I should mention it's Chiefs Bucks, but you guys know that. Um, everybody's talking. I don't know that. Everybody's talking. Uh, uh, Mahomes Brady. It's all about the quarterbacks, but the thing is those two guys are not going to be on the field at the same time ever. That's true. So 
what are you most excited or what are you looking forward to most about this game? Is it just the kind of duel that these two quarterbacks are going to have with the defenses? Is it something else? What's what's kind of got you uh, got you excited? Looking forward to it. Well, uh, I'm definitely one of the people that buys into like the I guess the hype around the duel between Mahomes and Brady. But I guess maybe we'll, we can come back to that. But otherwise, um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how, or I'm excited to watch how Mahomes deals with this second one right like obviously it came in uh super bowl experience with a bang like <laughs> i mean he wanted so that's, yeah. that's a great place to start and now going back you just have to wonder i mean when you have a guy like tom brady on the other side of the field that has done this so many times and you know now Mahomes won a Super Bowl. People are going crazy about him. And I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still putting the product out on the field. But it's just going to be interesting to see if like he can go and get it done again. Because if he goes and gets it done again, then it's like, oh, what do we have on our hands here? Because this is a dude pretty early on in his career. So I'm just kind of excited to see the way that he, he responds to the pressure of it and everything out on the field. Yeah, it's like last year's Super Bowl, he didn't really have that much pressure on him. I mean, everybody was kind of touting him as like the next big thing, the next great quarterback. But like, it wasn't like this, it was a titanic matchup between him and the Niners defense, but it was just like that. There wasn't like him versus another guy. And now this year, he's coming back, still taking the league by storm, still probably the best quarterback in the league right now. And on the other side, he's got this legend who's, this is his 10th Super Bowl in 19 years. That's just ridiculous. So it's like, how how can he match up with that's, this pressure? That's exactly it because it's like, I mean, it's it's almost like a is it going to be a passing of the torch kind of moment from Brady to Mahomes? Because I mean, we, I mean, Brady's been in the NFL for like, <laughs> I mean, basically my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I, I I like barely remember watching Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. I was I wasn't that young, obviously, but I mean, it's just like. It's crazy. I was just I was just doing some like math in my head, some stats in my head. The only quarterbacks to win multiple Super Bowls since Brady's first have been Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Peyton Manning. And like none of them really were like the like Peyton's first Super Bowl. He was like still tearing it up. But like the other ones, they aren't like the perennial like top of the league like 
all-star, let's put them in the conversation of greatest of all time quarterback. So it's kind of crazy to think that like if Mahomes wins this one, this might be like, wow, he's won back-to-back in the same, and he's won two in his first three years, and he beat Brady to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean if he – yeah. That, that's a very interesting stat. I, I was going to – I'm glad that you actually had a stat on that because I was going to say that in my last <laughs> chunk of sentences, but I wasn't actually sure about how many quarterbacks had won multiple Super Bowls in that era. But it hadn't been many. But that, that is interesting, and it just goes to show it's such a hard thing to do. So if Mahomes can go out there and do it, like you said, against Brady on the other side of the field, I don't think that anybody has any – complaints about Mahomes' first Super Bowl win. I think a lot of people think that he took that game out of the hands of Andy Reid and was just like, we're going to win it my way because they did not look good at the start of that game. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I I personally, not that you asked me this, but I I personally would like to see the Chiefs um, win it again because then what that is going to bring in is like, I think that brings in um, for next year for the Chiefs or for the next couple of years for the Chiefs like obviously Mahomes is going to stay there unless something absolutely cataclysmic happens <laughs> like how I mean you can't see a way that he's leaving Kansas City anytime no. soon um, but then it's going to be down to the like the team to try to hold on to these guys there's probably no way that they're going to be able to keep that team together for much longer especially if they win another super bowl this year and then mahomes will have the chance to do the tom brady thing like then he'll be really set on the path of i've got i've got two super bowls in three years and now my team is turning over around me so like am i the guy that can make everybody good and i'd be really interested to see that so that's that's the storyline i'm hoping for yeah, and I think they've got like a lot of their weapons at least locked up for like the next two or three years. Yeah. So it's like if they can pull it off this year, then you're getting back to back two in the first three years of Mahomes, and then you've still got another two years in this window with basically the same team and all the same guys around him. Yeah. So it's like the possibility, and and you're kind of like opening up a monster with with the expectations <laughs> there. But I I mean I'm not one to count against. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, just like I've been saying, I'm not one to bet against Tom Brady, but this is kind of where that comes to a head. But um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, why? I mean, yeah, it, it's it's so interesting because if if he does go, if he if he has two Super Bowls at this point in his career, and like you just mentioned that over the past, I don't even know how many years that is, but twenty something years, like only only four quarterbacks total have multiple Super Bowls, and this guy did it. Like in three years, I mean, you have to have you have to have sky high expectations at that point. There's no getting away from that. Yeah, absolutely. But kind of circumventing or getting not circumventing, getting away from the quarterback talk a little bit. What's another like? Who's a non-quarterback player that you're looking at to make a huge difference in this game? That's going to be either we're going to hear his name called a lot for good reasons, or a player that you're going to hear their name called for. Bad reasons. Mm. Hmm. Got That's you there. Interesting question. Yeah. Um. Is it, actually I haven't. I don't even know. Is anybody out of this game? 
you saw this. Maybe Sammy Watkins is out for the Chiefs. Not yeah, he's answer, but he's dealing with a calf. I mean, the Chiefs, both of their starting left, their starting tackles from the start of the year are going to be out, so they're going to be dealing with some backups mm-hmm. on the offensive line. Um, Interesting. Uh, I, I guess. Probably, I would have to say, like, someone that I'm just going to be interested to see how they use him in the games. So I'm, I'm curious to see it would be um, Clyde. I, I, never, I can never pronounce his last name correct. Edwards Allaire. Yep. I guess how, how it's pronounced, right? Nailed it. So yep. you, say, you don't say the H, right? It's like Allaire. Yeah, the, the H whatever. is silent. Yeah, whatever. But, I mean, obviously, you know, they he, he was having a very good year. I had him. I actually had him on my fantasy team. I got screwed with that, but um, I, I'm just curious. I mean, they're still they're still giving him touches, and it'll just be interesting to see. I mean, he was so highly touted um, coming into the league, and like just to see what he can do in this kind of big game. I'd be curious to see if he can get like some run game moving for them, and you know, just just to watch a, a young another young guy like like Mahomes was last year. It's like this guy might be someone that we're watching in the league for a long time, even though he's kind of been um, pushed back to, it's been like a little bit of a running back by committee thing going on in Kansas city. Just would be curious to see if he can maybe like blow it open a little bit and really, really stamp his name on the game as well. Yeah. When he got drafted by the chiefs, I was like, how, First, the first thought that I had was like, "How did we let the Chiefs? How did the NFL let the Chiefs get another weapon like this? Like, how did, first, how did we let that happen? And then second, immediately following that, I'm like, oh, Andy Reid got probably a better Brian Westbrook. Which for Eagles fans, you'll know how dynamic Brian Westbrook was for Andy Reid in the Don McNabb era offense. But this guy is just as good, if not better. And I mean, he's coming back from that injury, so they're kind of working him back in. But he's had a week." an extra week of rest to get ready for this one. So I, I, I'm with you. I think the Chiefs rushing game, maybe not just Alaire, but the, their rushing game as a whole is going to be kind yeah. of the the dark horse for this one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny that you said that about um, Westbrook because it, it, sometimes I do feel so slighted watching the Chiefs as an Eagles fan. Like, <laughs> because Andy Reid is kind of like just – doing the same stuff that he's been doing for 20 years, but he just has such better players now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. He's he's one of the best. I mean, he's never had a losing season as a coach. No, I mean, he's, he's obviously a phenomenal coach. And it's I just, love him. I still love him. All, yeah, same. No, no hate towards Andy. Just all the weapons. And they have all of the weapons. I yeah. mean, it's, it's such a stacked team. I don't know. That's mind blowing, honestly. Yeah, it's gluttonous to a to an extent, but <laughs> but all right. Give me give me a prop bet that you like for this game, like a player to score a touchdown, player to score first touchdown, and then give me your pick for the winning team of this game. Okay, prop bet. Um, let's see. Um, player to score. I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, I guess this is maybe like sort of a specific, uh, it's not that specific. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, both teams to score on their first possession in the game. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, and then, sorry, you said prediction for the score or like just the outcome or the actual yeah, score? Yeah, who, who do you have winning it? Um, 
have the I have the Chiefs winning it. Okay. I think. Yeah. Do you have them I'm, covering I'm, the three I'm, or just? I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I just think it's too many weapons. I I do not like to bet against Tom Brady, so like I'm definitely not gonna put any money on <laughs> either team to win in yeah. this case. But I, I just think they have they just have too many weapons to me, and I mean I'm sure it's gonna be a close game, but. It's just like there's too many ways that I can think of for the Chiefs to win the game. When you look at the Bucks, it's like the, I mean, again, they're a good they're a good team, and they have probably the best quarterback ever, who certainly is more than equipped to find ways to win the game, and he's very experienced in that. Yeah. But I just think as a team, like they're slightly more. I'm not going to call them a one-dimensional team, but they have less dimensions than the Chiefs do. So, like, if the things that they're trying from the start of the game aren't working, I just think there's less ways for them to audible within the game, like audible their game plan within the game to get the outcome that they want. And the Chiefs can just do anything. Like, they could get any phase of the game working against you. It's just, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be super exciting. And I'm also like you. I don't like betting against Tom Brady. I also don't like betting betting against Patrick Mahomes now. So I think I'm just gonna go prop bets heavy and just over because and a Super Bowl that goes over is a fun Super Bowl. But last pick, give me what Gatorade gets dumped on the winning coach. What color Gatorade? Um, I. It was orange last year. It is the favorite, followed by red pink. Yeah, it's like you want to think that the the that the Chiefs would use red, kind of. But I think I think I think I'm going clear, clear or water. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's that's the. I mean, it's last year at this middle. time it was like purple was at twelve to one at this time last week, and then it jumped all the way up to the favorite on at kickoff. Um, purple right now is at nine to one, and I think I'm gonna stick with it. I just I I, I don't know. I I mean I love purple Gatorade myself. I do too. Yeah. So we'll see, but I I like the clear slash water pick. I think that's a good. You got good value there at thirty five to one. Like a classic pick, you know. Or like they three and have, and a half to I one. know they have water over there. Oh yeah, it's just it. They have multiple Gatorade tubs filled with different flavors. It's just right. a matter of which yeah, one gets grabbed. You're yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of which one gets grabbed and gets like the television. So it's like you're you're taking a shot, but I, I do like clear water at there, plus three fifty. I mean, they might not. I'm sure they have multiple co- uh, colors of Gatorade, but I don't know if they have all of them. They definitely have water. Yeah. No questions asked. So yeah. if it's a lottery based on that, then at least I know that that one is in the running. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I, you're, you're speaking a lot of truth here and you're, you're kind of swaying my, my vote here, but, but awesome. Greg, appreciate it. Enjoy the last football game of the year. I hate that I said that. Um, but, but we made it Super Bowl Sunday, February 7th, six Eastern. Greg, we appreciate it, buddy. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Greg. All right. So Matt, getting back to our thoughts here, our takes. Yes. To what the people really tune in to hear. 
I don't know what they tune into here, but we're going to keep giving it to you. Um, what is the one thing that you think has to go absolutely right for the Bucks to come out on top? Because I, and I'm saying this as like the Bucks are the underdogs right now, so it's like, and I I shiver even thinking that the Bucks are underdogs with Tom Brady. But the odds makers saying they're underdogs. I agree. They shouldn't be the favorites in this game. So what do you think has to break absolutely right for them to be in this game with a chance to win or the absolute winner of this game? Uh, that's such a tough question because I don't want to go and I don't want to give you some like football answer, although I'm probably going to because I don't know what else I'm going to say. Uh, man. Is it just as simple as getting out to a, an early lead and the Bucks D line having their way with the beat up Chiefs offensive line and the Bucks being able to run the ball a little bit better? No, I I I really don't think it's that. I you know there there's always you play the game. You play the game, you got to play the game, you got to prove it on the field, et cetera, et cetera. I If the Chiefs have one weakness right now, you just said it. It's the offensive line. But Patrick Mahomes, go turn on the Buffalo game and watch him just make these guys look stupid with little, like just little hesitation fakes here and there. And I don't know how big of a difference that really makes. Uh, Clyde's back in the backfield. Daryl Williams is running great. And they still have Le'Veon Bell. I don't know what shell of a human being he is, if that's the case. But why do I feel like that guy is just going to explode? I thought last week, when they were playing Buffalo that he'd get a little bit more in the game plan and he didn't, he's either completely washed up or he's going to, he might be the Super Bowl MVP. I really don't know. Which is so intriguing, but I I just think in all honesty, if the Bucks, if, if Brady, if Brady throws three picks like he did in the NFC title game, this game's not close. This game's not close, but if he goes, 25 of 30 for 300 yards a touchdown and they can control the ball a touchdown or two I think they have a chance he can't turn the ball over I'm gonna that that might be it I I think Tom Brady cannot turn the football over at all yeah and it it seems crazy to say that like you can get away with turning the ball over three times against the Packers and and still winning but you can't do that against the Chiefs because all year the I mean Packers they even made that hurt. close Right. Yeah, like the Packers and Chiefs were the two best teams in the league, and like their offenses were humming on all cylinders. So it's like it's tough. To, it, it seems crazy to say, but that's true. I think this game, if Brady makes more mistakes than he makes great plays, I don't think I think they're fighting from behind, and I think Brady's going to be throwing the ball all over the field. And the strength of their team is running the ball to set up the pass for Brady. So I think. They need to play from if even if they're not ahead, they need to play with the mindset that they're ahead or tied. Like they can't abandon the run at all. At all. At all. They need if Brady is gonna throw the ball thirty to thirty five times in the game, they need twenty two to twenty seven rushing attempts from running backs in this game. Yeah. Yeah. They need to have some sort of balance from opening kick to final whistle to be competitive and in the game. Because if they start skewing, you know, 70, 30 passing, 60, 40 passing, 
we got problems. You don't want to be in that situation against this Chiefs offense because you can blink and they're putting up 10, 14, 17 points, and you don't even know what happened. That's, that's Buffalo. That's Buffalo. They were up 9 nothing, and then they got outscored 23 to nothing, and that game was over when they got outscored 10 to nothing, and it was 10-9. Like, yeah. So I think I think you hit it on the head. Brady can't turn the ball over. He, he can't be reckless with the ball. He has to play within the offense. Yeah. And I, I think you have to, on the Bucks defensively, you have to aim to keep the Chiefs within 24 to 28 points. I think once they hit that 30 number, you're entering dangerous territory. Like if they hit thirty and up with total points, I I I don't know a team that can score with them to keep to keep pace and you know not have a three and out or back to back three and outs or a three and out and then a going for it on fourth down and giving the ball back to the Chiefs. Yeah. So I think th- I think you hit on the head. It's Brady can't turn the ball over, and for the Bucks, you have to keep them between 24 and 28 points, and you're in the game. You at least have a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's kick it to our next guest that has some thoughts here, and we will be right back. Let's do it. Alrighty, we're talking big game. We got one of our favorite guests. He's been on the podcast almost as much as Matt and myself. We got Jordan Aarons here. Jordan, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm sad because the last football game of the year is coming up, but uh, I'm optimistic because hockey's been great. <laughs> Hockey has been great. Your uh, your CBJs just made a great trade. Uh, that's exciting for you guys. But you're in a yeah. you're in a fucking buzzsaw of a division this year. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's 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 always great when you have uh, two of the uh, Stanley Cup teams in your division. Yeah, that's uh, that's always fun. But who am I, Gary Bettman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, that's 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 topic for another podcast after football ends here. But um, but let's let's get into a little bit of big game talk here. So uh, we got Bucks Chiefs Sunday. February, I don't even know what day Sunday is, but it's Sunday, I promise. Seventh, yep, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, What are you most looking forward to in this game? I know everybody's talking like quarterbacks, Brady, Mahomes, but is that what you're most looking forward to? Is there something else that you're like super excited about for this one? I mean, yeah, honestly, it's hard not to. Like there's there's four things I really care about, and it's education, healthcare, the economy, and respect for Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i love I that say, that's not an original line i really wish it was but it's not yeah um, i love that I, though I, I do i do love like the the whole quarterback matchup thing but it kind of drives me nuts because i hate when people say like oh brady versus mahomes or like used to be like kershaw versus Bumgarner. it's like these two dudes are literally never on the field at the same time no exactly so that's what drives me absolutely nuts yeah but i mean it is what it is and so yeah I, i'm excited about that it's nice because there's going to be a good quarterback on each side of the uh, ball 
Um, anytime a team's on offense, so it'll be it'll be entertaining overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it always gets billed as the quarterbacks versus each other, but like you said, that if they're on the field at the same time as each other, something has gone horribly wrong with the NFL. <laughs> um, and you know what? One day I want that to happen. Like I want both quarterbacks to be on the field at the same time, one playing like strong safety or something, but but hopefully not on Sunday. Well, I think we missed that with uh, Tebow not That's staying true. in the league that long, but That's true. Who knows? But um <laughs> outside of the quarterbacks, what's a non quarterback player that you think is gonna have the biggest impact on offense? Let's we'll start with offense. Ooh, um I feel like it's gotta be Tyreek Hill. I think Tampa Bay has a really good run defense, but they're gonna I think kind of bait Kansas City into the pass, which the the routes they have Tyreek Hill run are just like ridiculous because if that was in a video game he'd be so much better but you can only run streaks in those not these like 45 degree angle things that they constantly run yeah <laughs> um i think him and then actually my dark horse for mvp is travis kelsey i like that dark horse but i feel like I, not, I, I, but not really <laughs> yeah i mean everybody's putting their money on the quarterback so i think if you're betting on anybody that's not a quarterback you're pretty much putting your money on a dark horse for sure but that's true so do you see Tampa – because when they played in November, whenever it was, Tyreek had a day, you could say. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you think that Tampa is going to roll coverage to him, just always shade a safety over to his side? Because I think with, with that, it's so tough for to do that with Tyreek because they line him up all over the place. You can't really roll a safety to cover a guy in the slot. So it's either you're going to be just – going one-on-one coverage and maybe chip him with a linebacker as he crosses or just pray that your guy can hold up. So, like, what, if any, kind of defensive changes do you see Tampa having to maybe combat Tyreek? Because I think he's the guy that you probably have to take away the most for the Chiefs, and then you just take your chances with Kelsey and Hardman and everybody else. For sure. Um, Honestly, I don't know. I mean, he's – you can't put a linebacker near him. You can't do really much. I mean, chipping him is good and all, but he's just so fast that you give him you give him a bump and he's still ten yards behind you. Yeah. Um, and I think even the safety thing too is tough because if he doesn't go and beat the corner deep or something like that, he kind of finds that little pocket once he's dusted the corner off the line, just like between there. And then Patrick Mahomes just has an absolute rocket for an arm to kind of fit it into those seams. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. If they can keep him contained, I think Tampa's got a shot to maybe turn this into like a two score blowout, if you want to call it that. <laughs> but, um, I think other than that, that's, what's going to keep them in this game. And I think the three points as a spread is, is huge. Yeah. And I think that when watching like the chiefs offense, cause I didn't get to watch them a lot during the regular season, just kind of like, red zone and when they cut away to it on like highlights, but watching them in the playoffs, it seems like every route that they have in their playbook is an option route. Like they'll, they're going to have the first like quarter of the route drawn up. And then Andy Reid is just like, and then you guys can just do whatever you want because that's like what I see half of their plays are. It's just like Kelsey starts running a route and then just finds a spot and decides to either sit there or drift over to another spot. And same, same thing with Tyreek. So it's like, you're really picking your poison with who you want to stop, but on the switching over to the defensive side, who do you think is going to have the biggest impact either positively or negatively? Like 
who do you think we're going to hear their name called a lot, either for making a lot of plays or getting beat a lot? Oof. I mean, you really take your pick off the Tampa defensive line. Yeah. I think if they control that, uh, it'll be it'll be the biggest thing for them because they stop the run a lot. And I think with Kansas City's offensive line not being great, um, yeah, I think guys. it's one it's one of those things. And especially at uh, Mahomes having his like toe injury, um, it's one of those things that is just is like you could really impact it. Um, by forcing their, their their passing to be rushed, so those option routes are kind of taken out of the game. And then Le'Veon Bell, Edwards Hilaire, they don't really have an opportunity to break out big runs that they typically do when their uh, passing offense is, uh, is being uh, feared. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that matchup that you said, the D- Tampa Bay defensive line against the beat-up Chiefs offensive line is going to be the one to watch. Um, but... All right, give me, give me a prop that you like in game, like a touchdown yard, something like that, and then give me a pick for winner. <laughs> um, a prop I like, you know, I like Ronald Jones score the first touchdown. Ooh. I think they go down and TB's got his usual drive, maybe throw some deep posts, and then they get down there, and then you know, he gets like a three yard. Up the gut, kind of, kind of score. I like that. I like that's that's a dark horse for first touchdown that I like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then who wins? And what's your final score? When the clock hits zero. See, <laughs> my my life this season has been has been off teasers. So it, it's I got the teaser big early on in this one, but um I. <sighs> I'll, I'll take the points. I'll take Tampa and the three. Okay. Um, I had them. I think when the when the line first opened at, uh, I don't remember, maybe three and a half or four. But then I teased that up, which was nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. But uh, I'll take three. I mean, I feel like the game twenty seven, twenty four, thirty one, twenty eight kind of thing. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be one of those like super exciting and like competitive, but maybe not as high scoring as we're expecting. Yeah. Because like, I could see a 27 24 game being like nail biter, super exciting every single time. But then you look at the final and you're like, oh, they only got 51 points? Huh. Right, right. It um, reminds me of the, uh, which Super Bowl was that? It was uh, the Cardinal Steelers one. Yeah. Where it was, I think it was like 27 23 or something like that. But, like, but that was a great game. And, like, it felt like there was a ton of scoring. And, like, we always remember um, Santonio Holmes' catch at the end. But, like, you don't remember that compared to now in the NFL. Like, that's kind of a low scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. That's like child's play in today's NFL. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right, and then real quick, heads or tails? What's what's it gonna be? Tails all the way. Tails all the way. And <laughs> and then here's a follow up. Does the team that calls it get it right? Ooh, so I yes, think the, and they'll defer. Okay, I like that. So that's your. And I, I honestly, it, do the Chiefs get to call it or does Tampa? I think Tampa does because the Chiefs are wearing red. 
Uh, okay, I don't so know. They, I don't know how that breaks down because it's an NFC it stadium. I'm assuming it's best off record. Yeah. And it's not one of those things. The Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl doesn't decide it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the Madden Pro Bowl from last week decided home field in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but um, Yeah, actually, I think, I think Kansas City. So they'll call it. They'll win. It'll be tails. They'll defer. Tom Brady, Ronald Jones, first touchdown of the drive. Perfect. That's your first 10 minutes of the game parlay brought to you by Jordan Aarons. If That's the first five minutes of the game because they're going to score with 13.42 left in the first. Wow. Bold claim. I love it. <laughs> if this doesn't hit, I will put Jordan's Venmo out there so you guys can request your bets back. But you heard it here first. Or tails. Send me, send me to my 24 24- 25% vague on Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tails, Chiefs win, defer, Ronald Jones first touchdown, take it to the bank. From Jordan, not me, <laughs> but I like it. Um, Jordan, we appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy the last game of the season. I hate that I just said that. Oh, sad. But it's going to be a good one, and uh, appreciate sure. your time, bud. Yeah, no problem, anytime. All right, see ya. All right, Matt. Michael. So, outside of the superstars that everybody's talking about, the Pat Mahomes, the Tyreek Hills, the Mike Evans, the Travis Kelseys, who's the guy that you're looking for to leave his imprint on this game that will either put his team in a chance to win or win the game for his team, either on the Bucks or the Chiefs? So I'm talking not like a superstar, not these guys that everybody's talking about. Who's the guy that you're looking for? This maybe not the the hero, but will be the unsung hero. I'm gonna go with a similar, you know, similar story of last year. You know, I think there's a running back for the Chiefs that has a great game. He catch he'll catch the ball and he'll, they'll run. And I think it's Clyde. He's back you know, a couple of weeks. He, he didn't play too much in that last game. He's back from that high ankle. He's pr- I have to imagine he's as close to fresh as he's been all year. I'm looking for him to have a good game, man. Especially if it rains and that weather gets a little questionable. Look at them to kind of weigh on him and see, you know, if they can get into if they can get into second and fives and third and twos, you're not gonna stop this offense. They're gonna pick that stuff up. They make that stuff look easy, man. Yeah, if they can stay ahead of the chains, it's going to be dangerous to watch. Or, I mean, dangerous to watch if you're a Bucks fan. If you're just a football fan, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do like what you said, though, about a Chiefs running back because I'm on the same process as you. You but just I'm think not, it's the other guy? I think, I think it's, yeah, it's Darrell Williams. I think Darrell Williams has a day. I think he has been their best – and granted, Clyde's been injured, so he's still working his way back. Le'Veon's not – I don't know what they're – plans are for him he was a scratch last week in the AFC championship game wasn't a factor in the divisional round but Daryl Daryl Williams is running with a purpose Daryl Daryl Williams Jesus Christ words <laughs> top. he's running with mean intentions he's running to take your soul when he hits you and he's running to earn a paycheck for the next 10 to 15 years and I think he has a day. I think just like Damian had a day last year, I think Daryl is the one that has a day this year. And I'm I'm kind of pivoting to like some of the bet talk that we have here, but 
Daryl Williams is plus 6,500 to win MVP in this game. So a $10 bet wins you six six sixty on him to win MVP. That's a very I, valuable I pick right that. there. I don't hate that. Like if you look at it, I think last year Damian was plus five thousand, and he probably should have won MVP last year. It's just yeah. you know they wanted to give it to Mahomes because it was his first Super Bowl, whatever. Damian balled out, had two touchdowns. We're not gonna get into it. I didn't lose money on it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not mad. But like. If Darrell Williams has two touchdowns on the ground and or two touchdowns total, and let's say ninety-five all-purpose yards, I think the Chiefs are in are gravy. I think they're coasting and they're feeling really good about themselves. And then on the flip side, with the Patriots, uh, not the Patriots. Wow, the Buccaneers. Jesus, shows you where I'm going with this one. Don't sleep on Gronk. I mean, the dude hasn't done much all year. I think he's got maybe 25 catches all year, something like that. Only had one catch in the NFC Championship game, but it was a huge play. Yeah. The chips start falling and things get tough, and Brady knows he needs to get the ball to somebody that he can trust and make a play for him. He's got Gronk out there. It was the same thing with that game against the Rams uh, a couple years ago. The game was like a 13-3 final. And then on the first big play of the game, Brady just throws a deep ball to Gronk and he makes a diving catch down to the one. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's Brady to Gronk. Like, that's that's what they do. So I'm not sleeping on Gronk. I'm probably going to throw some money on him to score a touchdown. And, I mean, he's at plus 8,500 to win MVP. I don't know if that's a feasible bet. <laughs> but I – Definitely throw some money on him to score score a touchdown and have an impact on the game. But so you talked about Clyde for the Chiefs. Who do you like for the Bucks to make an impact outside of like Evans, Brady? So Devin. here's where, yeah, and here's where I think this is going to be big. It's what part of that injured secondary is is back and, and to what degree? Antoine Winfield being out against the Packers was big was big and it's going up against an even tougher offensive ta- an offensive attack in the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. He's good. And that yeah. back end and that back end's a little beat up. So he didn't practice again today. So we'll see if you know if he's ready to go. If he if he's there, I think that's I think that's huge. But if for some reason when Antoine Winfield isn't playing in this Super Bowl, which I think he's going to give it a go. I would. It's a Super Bowl, but to what you know, to what degree of health is he? That I think that's going to be really big, and that's one of those things that's kind of underlying. You know, the front, the front being what it is. Jason Pierre-Paul also didn't practice today, so I, those will be little question marks there for me. But that you maybe not, maybe aren't paying full attention to, or maybe are just being a little overlooked. Yeah, and it's like um like Taj said earlier in the episode, it's Antoine Winfield brings a swagger to that defense on that back end. Like he's a rookie, but he doesn't act like he doesn't play like it. He comes in, knows thinks he's the best player on the field and plays like it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want from a rookie secondary guy that's going up against probably the toughest test of the season. Right. Um let's kick it to our last guest here. And then we'll give our final thoughts and wrap up and give some picks here. Let's do it. 
All right, we have back on the pod our resident movie expert, my oldest friend in the biz, from live from New York. We've got Spencer Snyder. Spence, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Mike. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me back. I know we're going to switch gears here for movies, uh, but excited to talk about something else. Yeah, we're going to talk big game. It's uh, it's Sunday. It's Chiefs-Bucks. It's 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so, Spence, let's get right into it. Everybody's building this up as like Mahomes versus Brady uh, and, you know, the reigning goat versus the baby goat. Is that how you're looking at this or are you looking at this as like in a different type of way for this game? Well, I think that's that is the most intriguing storyline, right? I mean, we you have Brady, who's the greatest of all time and Mahomes, who has potential to be the next greatest of all time. Um, but. To me, what's really interesting is, can the Chiefs' O-line hold the Bucks' D-line? <laughs> They're really, really good, and they've proven really good. I saw, I think Matt Ryan said today or recently that uh, Bucks' defense is like the best he's played against. Um, so I think they're going to come out and surprise some people with how, with how tough they'll be, and I think there'll be quite a few sacks. So is that the matchup that you're looking forward to most, that that Bucks defensive line against the Chiefs' offensive line? Because the Chiefs are down their t- starting tackles. They're down to backup tackles there, and I mean they've got some injuries elsewhere in the line, so there's going to be shuffling there. So is that what you're going to be looking at most to kind of like decide how the game goes goes forward? I think so. I mean, Mahomes is, like I said, potentially going to be the next greatest of all time. But but yeah, I mean, if he if he can keep composed in the pocket and get a couple seconds. Um, he'll be fine. Um, but if they really get to him fast and hard, I mean, it could really throw him off. And, you know, with the Bucks offense, they could, they could, they have potential to turn it on and, and put up some points. So, um, I think it really, it's really going to depend how, how each team comes out at the beginning. Yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of like everybody's kind of talk, kind of like glossing over the fact that the Chiefs offense line is a little beat up and banged up. But I think that's going to be kind of the main deterrent um, for this game. Or not deterrent, but the main storyline to watch with how successful the Chiefs offense can be. Because Mahomes is great when he has to get the ball out quickly and when he has to extend plays. But if he's going to be extending plays all night, I just I, that's going to be something interesting for me. Because I, we haven't really seen him have to kind of run for his life as of yet. Yeah, it's true, and I think I think if he can, you know, keep it up all game like you're talking about, if he can keep, you know, getting the ball out quickly and, and be successful throughout the game, I think this will just really cement his legacy, even though he's only at the beginning of his career, to be able to do that with, like you said, a beat-up O-line and against the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, that would be even more impressive, I think. Yeah, and I mean, we could be wrong, and the Chiefs O-line could just be stout as always and handle the the D line as, as well as I can, and that can make for some, some different matchups we have to watch. But so outside of that, and outside of the two quarterbacks, who's kind of a, an individual player that you're looking for to make a difference in the game, either positive or negative? Like who do you think we're going to hear his name called a lot for making good plays or getting beat or making mistakes? That's a uh, good question. I think. Stop. <laughs> We got another cameo appearance there. Yeah, what the hell? It's a good question. I think the the names I expect, if the Chiefs are going to win, I I expect to hear uh, Travis Kelsey's name a ton. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to make some some quick, you know, 
quick five, ten yard routes, turn around, get open, get that ball quick, and, and just push his way downfield like he like he normally does. Um, but I think Mahomes is going to need to rely on him even more. Yeah, I th- I think it's going to come down to uh, for the Chiefs' offense, everybody but Tyreek Hill, because I don't think the Bucks are going to risk single coverage with him again. I mean, we we saw that play out in November, and it didn't go well for them. But so on on the Tampa side, who are you looking at to make a difference for them? Like who who need, who needs to make who who do we need to hear a lot from at like from Jim Nance and Tony Romo saying his name a lot to make it seem like the Bucks are going to win this game. Well, I think, um, you know, you look at the Bucks receiving core, and from top to bottom, they might have one of the strongest receiving cores. Yeah. Not a ton of, like, standouts. I mean, Mike Evans is, is legit. Um, so, you know, and I, I, I think I have to pick Mike Evans here. I think in the red zone, if the, if the Bucks can make it to the red zone, they need to rely on Evans in the red zone, like they have all season, um, to come up big and make a big play and make a big catch. Because, I, you know, especially in the red zone, you know, I, I don't know – it's hard to doubt Brady, right? It's hard to say that he can't do it. But we saw in the Packers game, he threw three interceptions. So he's not perfect. Yeah. Um, so he's going to need some big playmakers there in the red zone for him when they need to get in the end zone. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think that's going to be the thing to watch when the Bucks get in tight, how successful they are against this Chiefs defense. Because the Chiefs defense all year has kind of been that bend, don't break, like, We'll give up chunk plays when you're outside the 20s, but once it kind of gets into the red zone and you know 35 and in, they're going to kind of be stout and stand out. But um, yeah, I think I mean they and they've like you said they got weapons all over the place that are kind of unheralded compared to what the Chiefs have. But you know you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Like their offense on paper stacks up with the Chiefs' offense. It's just kind of taking a little bit of a back seat. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean do the do the Chiefs have enough people to cover all those weapons? <laughs> yeah. There's a pretty stout offensive uh, set there. I do I do think though, I mean as much credit as the Bucks deserve, I think the Chiefs have kind of been underrated all season. Um, they've they've still won a ton of games and they were the number one seed and I feel like they just didn't get all the hype they deserve this season just because their wins weren't nearly as impressive, um, but they still won most of their games. And I think that they, they, they showed in the playoffs really how dominant they can be. Um, so I, I personally expect Chiefs to come out and win, but, you know, I don't know. We want to give Bucks some credit too. Yeah, I mean, in the NFL, nobody cares about the final score or the product on the field as long as you win. The only people that care about that is us betters. I've been burned a couple times. <laughs> But so you, exactly. So you kind of alluded to it right there. So you're taking the Chiefs to win. Are you going to take them with the points to cover three, or are you just going to take them kind of money line straight up to kind of take everything out of it? Yeah, I did. So I have Chiefs, both Chiefs money line and both Chiefs minus three. Um, It just feels right. It feels like they they are the better team. It feels like they have the better coach. They feel like they have the experience. You know, I, I think they're going to do it. Um, however, I also bet on <laughs> Buccaneers over 2.5 sacks. So I do think Buccaneers are going to make some noise. Um, but I think in the end, Chiefs will, will pull it out. All right. I like that. And let me get, uh, I'm going to ask you a prop and then I want you to give me a prop that you're looking at. So what do you think happens first, a sack or a TD in the game? Sack or TD. Uh, 
I like that. That that TD is the favorite. I think it's at minus one sixty five, and Sack is plus one thirty. But I, I do like that kind of prop there. Um, and then what, what's a prop that you're you're looking at that you th- you think is tasty to uh to watch for this game? Well, if we're talking um, just any prop at all, I'm picking Gatorade color. It's definitely going to be yellow. Oh, yellow. Yellow. I like that. What's yellow going off at? Uh, absolutely nothing. Just a gut feeling. I think uh, I'd like to see Andy Reid get dumped some uh, yellow Gatorade on him. All right. I got yellow at plus 450 on FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> so a little bit of a dark horse there, but yeah. but you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yellow. Awesome. Well, Spence, <laughs> we appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy the last Sunday of football. I hate that I'm saying that, but you know it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great matchup. And, yeah, uh, I know, man. You too. Thanks for having me, and uh, enjoy the game. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right. Later. All right. Our final but not least and probably most special guest that we have here tonight <laughs> on the big game preview. You know him from our summer movie blockbuster bracket. I know him as Stevie Janowski. I know him from Stevie from Sheehy, Mr. 330, Mr. Akron, Mr. Dayton. We got Steve Hall in the building, a.k.a. Stove Hall. Steve, what's going on, man? It's me. It's me. What's up, man? Thanks for having, having me on. You know, you, you know I've got more hot takes for you. I do, and and you know what? And I know I'm the one that brought you into the gambling world, so I was like, I got to get Stevie on for for the big game. Talk. Dude, I love that trash. I'm fucking so bad at picking two teams. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to burn my money for more entertainment. Well, luckily, there's only two teams to bet on this week, so <laughs> you got a 50-50 shot. But, um, Stevie, let's talk a little bit big game. Chiefs-Bucks Sunday. What are you looking forward to out of this game? What's most exciting to you for this? I'm, I'm looking right now for an update Tuesday. Um, you know, coming in hot off of last year's win, it's it's been kind of cool to see the Chiefs play, but I don't think they got this as a lock. Um, the Chiefs all season has kind of been like a, a mimic team, and what I mean by that is like, they basically mimic the team that they play. They've only had, like, two blocks this year. Like, well, I think, like, the Jets and the Broncos, maybe, or something like that. Every other game's been pretty darn close. So, I think they definitely got their work cut out. But I think they'll get it done. But on the flip side of things, I'm really excited to watch Leonard Fournette just tear it up. <laughs> I like it. You, you brought you came with some stats and some research here with the with the mimic games and the Chiefs playing down to their opponents. I like it, dude. I, I, you know what's sad is I try and do all this research and actually like bet like I guess I guess you could say intelligently, but like that doesn't work. Like I might as well just like pick a random one and close my eyes. <laughs> There's no such thing as intelligent bets anymore. I mean, that's what I'm feeling, man. It's it's basically like, hey, was today your day? If not, you know, shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, what outside of like the the media bringing up the the Brady Mahomes matchups and you know it being the two quarterbacks going at it, like what player are you outside? And you you mentioned Leonard Fournette as well. So what player outside of the quarterbacks and Leonard Fournette are you most excited to watch on Sunday that you think will make a big difference in the game? 
Um, well, for the Chiefs, I think it's, I can never say this dude's name right. It's Tyron Matthew, or <laughs> let's go with that. You know, Tyron Matthew. You, yep, you had it. You're good. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I think he's a huge playmaker. I mean, middle linebacker. He's middle linebacker, right? He's one of the damn linebackers. But Safety linebacker. Really, he plays everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Right, he's everywhere. Like, if, if he's having a good game, game, the Chiefs are hard to beat. Like, that defense can get pretty nasty, but if he's not – not on the, you know, they got struggles everywhere, just like any other team. On the Tampa Bay side, to be honest, I don't really know much about their team on their defense. Because, I, I don't know, I just like watching the defense play. Like, Patrick Mahomes is going to do his thing, and Tyreek Hill is, is probably another one I'd be interested to watch. Because, like, just watching him run the deep routes is like, having Patrick throwing up there and run the go get is, is such a spectacle. Yeah, I think, I think off of that point, I think the thing to watch is how the Buccaneers play Tyreek. Like, are they going to shade a safety to him? Are they going to double cover him and just let everybody else play straight up and see who beats him? Or are they just going to play their typical defense to go one-on-one and see what happens? And I don't, I don't know who you, if you double Tyreek, you still have Travis out there. You still have their running backs and their other wide receivers. So it's like, pick your poison. Who do you want to beat you? But if the Bucks can get pressure on Mahomes and make him get rid of the ball a little bit earlier than he wants to, you're looking at problems for the Chiefs, I would think. I think so, too. I think it's, just, it's basically getting that pressure on Mahomes. And, like, we didn't really see much out of the, the Chargers game when they played them. But yeah. I think the Browns did a good job of, like, keeping pressure on him somewhat and kind of forcing his hand a little bit quicker. Because that way, you know, he's more prone to make mistakes that way. It's like he's still a young quarterback. Even though he's a great quarterback, he's still a young quarterback in the game. Like he's not going to know what to do in all situations that, that come at him. And adding that pressure is just another element that makes things more difficult for those guys. Yeah, I think it's it's all about what quarterback makes fewer mistakes. Because Mahomes is a gunslinger. He's still young. But you look at Brady, he threw three picks in the last game. So it's like... He's not perfect either, so it's going to be interesting. I think whoever makes the least mistakes is going to have their team in a be- better chance to to win the game and hold the trophy on Sunday. And speaking of Brady, this is like one of the like first years where I'm like kind of excited to watch Brady play because like he's been so amazing throughout his entire career. But I don't know, there's just something about the Patriots that I'm just anti about. It might just be Belichick for some reason, but. To see Brady and the Buccaneers, it, like, it doesn't bother me as much as I feel like it should. <laughs> but he's definitely, he's definitely, you know, a little bit weathered at this point in his career, but he's still Tom Brady, and he's definitely a threat. Like, he's brought the Bucs first season in all the way to the Super Bowl. Like, you really can't ask more than that. So I don't think it's all on Brady. He's definitely going to be a big piece. But, you know, it's, it's, gonna, it, it's a team sport at the end of the day. It matters to the rest of the guys if they're showing up to play. Yeah, and I think you hit it on the nail on the head there. It is a team sport, but one guy can kind of elevate everybody else around them because really the only difference the Bucks made this year was trading Jameis Winston for Tom Brady at quarterback, and all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl, and Jameis Winston's on his couch. But I think I, I kind of agree with your point where it's like you don't hate Tom Brady as much this year. I've I was on the – the bandwagon saying like the Bucks aren't going to be that good. They were going to go eight and eight and miss the playoffs this year all season long. I look pretty fucking stupid there now. Cole takes exposed just 
get me. Um, I'm I'm willing to take it, but, but yeah, I think I think the it's a team game, but Brady definitely elevates guys and brings the best out of everybody else. And I think he's never had weapons like he does in Tampa in New England. Like he had Randy Moss that one year, but that was about it. Like he's got Evans, he's got Guywin, he's got two running backs, he's got Antonio Brown, who nobody's talking about, Gronk. Like the list goes on. Russ kind of a shell, but I, I agree with you. I mean, he's definitely good for a player too in the game. And like Cameron Bright's no one to really scoff at either when it comes to tight ends. Yeah. But I will say, and I, I just looked at the the Buccaneers defensive line. I forgot about Indomica Sue. Indomica Sue. Yeah. This dude, it still blows my mind that he's still in the lead. Like he's got to be like what thirty five or something like that, and he's still tearing up offensive tackles like come on like the, the dude's a threat so i think him, if he can get through he'll definitely add to that buccaneer success yeah yeah their, their d-line is kind of old and battered but still solid um but stevie we'll get you out of here on this give me a pick for the game who wins and then i've got a prop question for you so give me a winner Yep. Roll with it. Alright, and then I got two prop questions for you. Let's hear Heads or tails. Oh, it's tails, baby. Tails never fails. <laughs> Alright. And following up on that, the Chiefs are calling it. Do they call tails and win the toss? So, like, if they call tails, are they winning the toss? No, so, like, the, the Chiefs are calling the toss. So, are they going to call tails and win it? I are see. They... I understand what you're saying now. Ooh, that's a great question. I never thought about it that way. Um, no, I, in this case, I'd call heads. I'd have the call heads in the, in the toss. <laughs> All right, and then give me uh, what color Gatorade is going to be poured on the winning coach. Dude, I'm always 50-50 on this one, but I feel like it's going to be red. All right. All right, you're going with the favorite. Pink or whatever, I don't know. All right, you're going. I think they're the second favorite right now. I think it's orange and red are the two favorites. I'm rolling with purple. Purple was purple was the high riser last year. They were twelve to one on Wednesday of Super Bowl week last year, and then were the favorite on Super Bowl Sunday, and it was red. So purple's at plus nine hundred. There's some value there. Some value in purple. But. Stevie, we appreciate you coming on and giving us some Super Bowl thoughts, some prop picks here, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Stay well. Enjoy the game. It's the last, Super Bowl, last football Sunday. It's sad, but it's going to be a good one. Right. You know, we got, we got the NBA coming up, but no, I'm glad you had me on. You know, I've got hot takes for you. i got more hot takes than ways to get a cat. So if you ever need to get your boy up. <laughs> Damn. Stevie Janowski, ladies and gentlemen. That's our guy. All right, so Matt, let's get down to brass tacks. Chiefs are three-point favorites. Before you give me an official pick, I want to know a prop that you like. It could be first touchdown score. It can be to score two touchdowns. It can be the quarterback to throw 
an interception, anything like that. What are you looking at that you think is tasty for our viewers to, our listeners, not viewers, audio medium uh, to look at as well? So I don't know any of the odds on the first touchdown. I like, to me, the props are the most exciting part of the Super Bowl. I always like the national anthem is going to be over under two minutes. Go over with this one. I think you're going to draw draw this one out. This is going to be a exciting little spectacle of a national anthem. And then I'm going Gatorade. You and I have discussed this for a little bit. I don't want to take your thunder, but the Gatorade choice is the most exciting one for what gets dumped on the guy. I, did you see in the Senior Bowl for college that they dumped Reese's? Yeah. On the coach who won. Yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I don't think that one's going to happen because Gatorade's going to get their plug, but that would be sticking funny. If they just dumped Reese's on Andy Reid, not to get ahead of myself, but what about you? All right. So, well, what Gatorade color are you picking? Because it's orange, red, pink, clear water, yellow, green, no, I'm gonna blue. Let you, I'm going to let you give yours because you said the one that I'm going to pick earlier this week and I'm stealing it. I changed my mind. So I'm going to give you the the first, first dibs at saying your Gatorade color. All right. So anybody that – I think we talked about this on our first episode – a year ago prior to the Super Bowl with the Gatorade color last year that purple was a 12 to 1 odds last year I think on Wednesday of Super Bowl week and then on kickoff it was minus 125 so it went from the longest shot to the favorite and then it was red for that was the actual winner I'm looking at it right now and we're looking at purple as plus 900 right now I'm taking purple it's it's I mean if you fool me, like what we said on the last podcast, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But you fool me, you can't get fooled again. So I'm laying some money on purple, but dark horse, I don't hate clear slash water. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Matt, what's what's your thoughts on Gatorade before I get into my other props and so I, I don't know, just everything about me is screaming. We're going to get a little, uh, what is it, Riptide Rush? Is that the the purple? Yep, that's the purple. A little, little Riptide action? Yeah. That's where I'm feeling. That's where I'm going. That or the Reese's. <laughs> Give me the Reese's. <laughs> Go. I like do you it. Have an MVP, do you have an MVP pick? My right now, uh, what I'm going to lay money on for MVP is I'm going to go probably going to go Daryl Williams. You're at least as of right now, I'm probably going to lay some money on some other people as well. I don't see the value in putting it on either of the quarterbacks. I mean, Mahomes is at minus 100, minus 105, so you got to bet 100 to win 95. Brady's at plus 200. I don't think he's going to have a good enough game to be MVP again. I, but the NFL is going to probably reward the quarterback. So if the Bucks win, it's hard to say it's going to be anybody but Brady unless Godwin has 13 catches, something like that. So I'd say Daryl Williams. And if you're looking for another guy maybe to look at for some value, Tyron Matthew. That's what I was going to say. Guy. I know. We, yeah, we talked about him a lot with uh, with Taj. And 
he might he, he might have a strip sack. He might he might have a pick. Who knows? He might score. If he has ten tackles and they play a really stout defensive game, like for some reason they hold Tampa to like thirteen or seventeen points, I would be surprised if you got a defensive player winning the MVP. If it's him, if he plays that way. Yeah, I mean, if the over under set at fifty six and a half right now, so if if you're looking at more of a defensive battle, like a twenty one fourteen, twenty to seventeen type of game, I think you're looking at probably a defensive guy being MVP. That could be Tyron Matthew, it could be Devin White, could be one of the D linemen. Um, so those are some guys that long eyes, but good value if you're thinking about it. If you're not trying to go with just the heavy favorites. Um, but I mean, Clyde Edwards Alaire, like you said, he's at plus 3,700. So 10 wins to 380. There's some good value picks out there for MVP. This game could go any number of which ways with who's a star, who steps out, who balls out. Um, I'm anybody that knows me and how I bet knows if there's a fullback in a game, I'm going to bet him to score. And I did it last year in the Super Bowl, and Kyle Juszczyk won me a lot of money. So yep. give me Anthony Sherman to yeah, score maybe. a touchdown. I will pull up his odds. Hold on. I also won a lot of money on Juszczyk to score a touchdown this year in the game against the Cardinals on Saturday. It was a awkward game. Let's see here. Anthony Sherman's going off at plus 1,500 to score a touchdown. 10 gets you 160. I'm giving you free money. Andy Reid loves mixing this up. Sherman already has a touchdown this year against the Ravens on kind of a shovel pass play that they usually run to Kelsey in the past couple weeks. He's going to have a new wrinkle in there. It might might go to one of the backup tight ends. It might go to Garrick Dieter or Ricky Seals-Jones or Nick Kaiser. I don't know. But – Anthony Sherman to score a touchdown plus fifteen hundred. I am so confident in it. Book it. With that, Matt, give me your winner and give me a pick on the over under. Over under set at fifty six and a half. So give me a winner of the game and give me a bet on the over under. All right. So this is gonna play in. This is like all things perfect. For me. Oh, should say odds Chiefs minus three and Bucks plus three, obviously. So sorry, Matt, go ahead. So I'm gonna take the Chiefs to cover. The final score is going to be 31 to 26, winning one of my squares for the final score. Not in ours, in a different one. I don't know what ours look like yet. And by the way, Square is still available for three balls and a BLP Super Bowl Squares. DM me for info. Get your money. And then that would be the over. Ooh, just by a half a point. So Matt's taking the over with the hook. Got it by that much. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Right now, live odds 55 and a half. So it's oh, gone down a little bit. Right. People are taking the under. Line's moving. That, that weather. That weather may play a factor. I don't think it will. It's interesting. 
All right, so Matt's going Chiefs to cover and the over. I said this before. I said this in – I don't remember who I talked to on this episode. It's like you don't want to bet against Brady because then you look stupid, but you also don't want to bet against Mahomes because then you look stupid. But right now, I'd rather bet with Mahomes than I would Brady. So I'm going to go the Chiefs minus three to cover. And I think they win by 10 to 13 points. I can see it. I think think it's a close game all throughout. And then early fourth quarter, the Chiefs extend their lead and the Bucs are playing catch up and then they just can't get to it. So maybe the Chiefs are up seven going into the fourth. They score a touchdown early in the fourth. Bucks get a field goal. You know, it's it's close, but it's the score looks a little bit wider than it should be. I'll go the Chiefs minus three cup to cover easily, and I'll take the over as well because who doesn't want points in a Super Bowl? I want points in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. Before we sign off, Matt. Coin toss, heads or tails? Tails. Do the Chiefs win the toss? No. Okay. So Matt's going tails. Chiefs to call heads. Lose the toss. Do the Buccaneers defer? Yes. Does the winner of the No, you already said that. I was gonna say does the winner of the toss win the Super Bowl, but you said yes. no. So oh. Got you, in yes. the, got you in the blender a little bit there. No. Um, that's all I got for it, Matt. Um, like I just mentioned, plugged a little bit. We still have squares available for our Super Bowl squares. Get your money in. $1 per square, 10 squares max. Matt and I are going to combine to match all of the money we get for the squares and add it to our Three Walls Weekly Wagers pot to donate to charity. I think we're at – we have 50 going to Susan G. Komen from October. We have 130 going – 150 going elsewhere. So we're looking at upwards of $200 going to charity. Get your money in. It's for the kids. It might not be for kids. It might be for, it might be for whoever. It's for charity. <laughs> Get your money in. Let's have some fun. And – yeah. You're you're so good at that. <laughs> I'm good at a lot of things. I don't know if this is one wrapping of them. up wrapping up a podcast is not one of them. <laughs> it's all right. I do a lot I do a lot of other things behind the scenes that are good for it. So I'll take it. Shameless plug Matt, by Mike. Matt, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the big game. Is it Sunday yet? Get out of here. Not yet. Almost. We will see you guys at the net, at the new league year. And yeah. Of course. Just say bye so I can say see ya. That was it. Say see ya. <laughs>